0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome today. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna, your host, and the name of the show is Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. And I hope everybody is is having a wonderful holiday season uh, in going out and shopping. And I know there's a lot of hustle and bustle, but... If you can just take the time to really enjoy the moments of the season, to enjoy the whole meaning of it day by day, let's not wait until December 25th or or actually on Christmas Eve is also Hanukkah, which is a celebration of light. And I find it interesting that the celebration of light, coincides with the celebration of Christmas. Usually they they can overlap each other or at least come close within the same month. And really the celebration of light and the celebration of Christmas really for the exact same thing without anyone really knowing it. And next week I am actually going to dive into the metaphysical meaning of the story of Christmas. The story of Christmas. The stories in the Bible were written a certain way for a very special reason. And it wasn't just to tell a historic account of what went on. Because there are so many things then that are written that would be unnecessary if it was just a a historical account. For example, why was it necessary to to write that angels came to shepherds when jesus was born and said lo and behold um uh, the, you know the 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 king of the universe has been born unto you today go worship him uh, why would that have to be written in there how many shepherds do we have out there in the world today um that need to be told that they have to worship on christmas because jesus was born you know, all, all these different or that he was in a specific manger and that there were animals around and that the cows helped to keep him warm by breathing on him. Uh, like the cows stayed there because I guess they knew that this was God or something like that, right? And, that, and, and uh, all the, the goats and the lambs and all of those. Why were they included specifically in this story. And there are reasons for that, because the writers had a special understanding and were trying to convey a special meaning, and it was a very metaphysical meaning. So not only do the characters in the Bible—they did exist, right? There was Moses, there was Abraham— Uh, there was Jacob with his 12 sons. There was all of those. There was Elijah. All of the characters that you do read in the Bible, they did exist. And one of the ways that you find out whether they existed or not is you don't just study the Bible. You study religion and see how it was formed, and you wind up uh, recognizing and researching other written documents that show that had some writings in there about these people who existed. So yes, um, there are other texts that talk about these characters. Okay, so that's how you can know that it wasn't just the biblical account. There are other accounts of these stories. But they don't go into the same detail as the biblical stories do. So next week, we're going to go into the metaphysical meaning of Christmas so that you understand the entire power behind it and what that story actually means. So, So be sure to join me next week when we discuss that. So today, today though... I, I want to repeat one of the episodes that I did before, and that's about uh, discovering your soul's purpose, the second part. The first part was a very um, an intro, um, and if you've not listened to it, it would be really good to go back and download that podcast and listen to the first part of Discovering Your Soul's Purpose. And a lot of people have written me with questions and questions concerns and and so i wanted to elaborate a little bit more and take discovering your soul's purpose the the rest of it the important uh, part of it to to a deeper level so that's what we're going to do on today's show and of course as always Uh, Anybody can call in with a question in regards to their soul's purpose, in regards to being able to discover it. What blocks do you come up against when you're trying to figure out what your passion is and your purpose is? What lack of understanding might you have that you need a little bit more clarification on? And any questions that you wind up having, I can assure you extend across all listenership and other people, so you can be helping other people by calling in. So please do that at 816-251-3555, and you can do that now, and I won't have you hanging on long. So, And you can do that at any time during today's show, um, 816 251 So let's get deeper into this idea of discovering your soul's purpose. And as a, a, a minor review, we all come here on this earth, incarnate physically for a specific reason even if the specific reason can be to accomplish nothing. Yes. There are times that we just want that copacetic life, that easy breezy life. I don't want to get into any major things. I don't want to experience any major traumas, any major emotions. I just want it to be like I'm on vacation at the beach and all I have to do is sit there and drink my mimosas or frozen margaritas. That's all I care about. And it's nothing wrong with that kind of life. Actually, if you look out into the world and the people around you, I can assure you, you'd be able to pick some of them out. And people tell me all the time of their neighbors or their friends that nothing ever seems to to um, happen majorly in their lives. There's never a disaster. There's never... A, um, a a crisis. They get married. They have a family, very average. Um, They get jobs and, and very content and satisfied with what they're doing and just seem to breeze through life. Matter of fact, some people are even jealous and envious of that. They express that to me. I wish my life can be like that just Nothing. I don't care. I don't have to accomplish anything major, you know. It's um I mean, but even the the Brady's, if anybody remembers the Brady bunch, or before that, if you're an older listener, the Donna Reed show or Leave It to Beaver, right? All of these iconic families that um were were considered the norm, the average family, um with a couple of uh, crises or or what they would call a trauma, you know, coming along. Um uh, the the biggest trauma in the Brady Bunch's life, I think, is when um <clears throat> either Cindy had to get braces, um, or um what's his name? Davey from um The Monkeys. Um, could not go to uh, Marcia's prom that she promised uh, that he was going to attend there. You know, that was a big crisis or Jan's jealousy of Marcia, 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 Marcia. You know, the 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 biggest crisis that went on there. So there are people who choose to live that type of lifetime and maybe it looks appealing. I mean, it can. I'm. I, I personally would not want a lifetime of just easy breezy because if that was the case, then yes, if you're going to give up the, the crises and the hard times or the hardships or the hard emotions um, like deep sadness or pain or hurt, you've got to understand then you're giving up the other end to go along with it. The great joy and utopia and bliss. Uh, you can't have one without the other extending here because it's and and here's where we get into the concept of duality there is the the idea that living here everything is in dual form all right and it's you, you don't have to have deep or great sorrow in order for you to experience deep and great joy That's a big mistake. This world is not polarized, not the universe, not the spiritual realm. The physical realm, we polarized it for a reason. We have the North Pole. We have the South Pole, where the magnetic power flows through the earth itself. We have up. We have down but when it comes to emotions right it's it's more of the intensity that we can talk about the the intensity will create a range so for example in you know in order to get to the highest level of of bliss and joy you're expanding your range of, of feeling, your capacity for the range of feeling. So you can't just go in one direction. It's, a, it's an entire expansion. And as long as there's an entire expansion, and here's the thing, what you're actually doing is you're increasing your sensitivity level. Okay, let's talk about it in those terms. You're really increasing your sensitivity level. You're opening your heart up to greater, deeper feelings. So what that means then is if your heart is open to greater and deeper feelings, if there is going to be any hurt in any way, then because your heart is so open, it's going to feel that as well and and it can feel it very intensely as well. It's not that intense pain goes along with intense joy. That is absolutely not true. But if you, like I said, if you allow yourself to feel the full range of emotions you can feel, then if and only when great sorrow comes along, you're going to feel that, or any sorrow comes along, you're going to feel that a little bit deeper than most people do. Which is why a lot of people close themselves off. They they want to deaden, they want to dull, shall we say, those bad pains. And in order to dull the bad pains, the result is you're going to dull the good pains as well. So, um, The whole idea then of manifesting a uh, copaesthetic, mamsy-pamsy, easy-breezy life is so that you dull some of the senses so not to have to experience the extremes. And when you don't choose to experience the, the extremes, you don't manifest anything in the extremes. You don't manifest great joys, just the same as you may be able to not manifest great sorrows and hurts, all right? So, so manifesting and um, fulfilling your soul's purpose and discovering your soul's purpose all has to do with what you choose to experience in this lifetime. Now, the majority of people, that's, that's one choice, by the way, the majority of people do choose to come into this world to experience deep and great things. Okay? They do choose to do that. That's how we actually grow. You really get no growth. You might, you might have a, a pleasant lifetime by choosing to experience no extremes. You know, but when you get back to the other side, you sit there, and while you're assessing, and your guides are helping you to assess, um, they'll ask you, "So, what did you get out of that lifetime?" And and basically, what you'll get is, "Oh, well, that I was able to go through an entire life without any extremes." Oh, okay. So, what did that teach you? He <laughs> said, "Well, not much, but uh, but I was able to go through life without experiencing a lot of extremes." Oh, okay. All right, oh, okay, so um, fine. So now what do you want to do? Well, I want to grow. That really didn't help me grow any. I mean, I, I was experiencing something I already knew, but um, all right, this lifetime maybe I'll give it a little bit more intensity. So you you will assess, you will determine, how you've grown from the lifetimes you've experienced. And then you will come in, you'll set up a plan. It's the only destiny that we actually have for ourselves. It's the plan we set up prior to incarnating on the earth. There is no destiny created by God. Oh my God. I just, I just wish. I mean, I just had clients too, the same thing that was mad at God and because God took, he took her son. And, and um, we really, people, you have to understand something. We have to get beyond some of these old world paradigms and beliefs in order to grow it all. We're not going to go anywhere if we keep holding on to the past. And, and when we say holding on to the past, I'm not talking about recognizing the past experiences you went through. I'm talking about those past antiquated beliefs and old beliefs that this outside deity and God determines what you're going to go through in your life it doesn't determine anything it doesn't want to determine anything have you decided what you want your children to experience as adults i mean do you decide the jobs they're supposed to get yeah in some countries they do the jobs the people they're going to marry the amount of children they're going to have yeah but that we've recognized as being very old-fashioned right So, then why don't we understand truly that it's old fashioned to believe that God decides and determines what we should go through? It doesn't. Why? Because the Bible says that. There is nowhere in the Bible that says that God determines our lives. Here's what it does say, though, in many messages by use of God's power, we control our lives. Let's not. Let's not confuse the concept of that we cannot do anything without God, that we don't make any choices without God. Let's not confuse that idea with the idea that God is controlling everything. Okay? We use the power. We That's our battery. God is our battery. That's it. And, and um, I, I hate, I mean... God's the one that inspires me for the words that I use in this show and any of my lectures and talks anyway. So that idea was just given to me like maybe if people begin to understand that the way they tap into the God force is like tapping into a battery and using a battery. It's one big battery that powers everything. Now does the, you know, does the battery determine What you want, no, but the battery allows you to get what you want or even what you don't want because you're being powered. That's the whole point is we're being powered. So we get to determine then what we want in our lives. So therefore, we come in with a choice. Now, obviously, we forget that choice when we come here. Why? People have asked me that. Why on earth would we forget our purpose? Well, because there is a certain amount of evolvement and joy in discovering it. Truly, when every time you discover something new about yourself, doesn't that excite you? Oh, wow. I have, when I discovered that I could sing, it was very exciting to me. When I had a great ear for tone and and medley and notes and uh, music, I, I was thrilled. And when I discovered that I could act, I was even more thrilled. Um, it, it just it would be completely dull and boring if you never discovered everything and you just knew. That's what we attempted to do. We wanted to know everything. That's what ruined us in the Garden of Eden is we got all our knowledge at one time and it hit us in the face and completely overwhelmed us. It's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then we shut off all of that memory again and started all over so that we could slowly discover who we are as divine beings. We're everything, right? We are everything. You know, why discover everything all at once? We'd, it, it would lose the magic and the joy right from that point so you know what else could we do then you know if everybody at one time truly if everybody at one time discovered that they were divine and that that we could all walk on water and we could actually move that mountain now right if we at and had the spiritual capacity to deal with all that information because remember we knew that in the beginning We were children when we knew that, so we misused everything. So if we had the spiritual capacity all at once, we all awakened, we all remembered who we were, we all tapped into our spiritual power and could do anything we want, what would we do after that? Basically, we'd be pretty bored. So it's in the discovery, it's in the evolving that brings us joy. Um, that brings us greater feelings. And it was set up that way. That's why the earth is limited. We intentionally limited the earth and allow ourselves to incarnate here to live without the full power, to live without knowing it all. Because that discovery is joyous. You know, look at how thrilled I can imagine. The first person who created ice cream... I don't even remember who it was. I know it wasn't Carvel. He discovered a type of ice cream later on. And I know it wasn't Ben and Jerry, that's for sure. There was ice cream before Ben and Jerry. But the first person in the kitchen who discovered how to make ice cream. Oh my gosh, can you imagine just sharing that? Just take a moment to think. We take all of these things for granted, right? Here we are, we're eating whatever vegetables and the and the garden herbs and grains and meats, you know, and and maybe we we made some sweets way early early on, you know, but we didn't have ice cream and then all of a sudden one day we discover ice cream. And somebody makes it and then starts putting flavors in it. What joy they must have experienced, not to mention the joy that that everybody else in eating it shared with them. Um, It's like, oh, my gosh, what you discovered here. And then think of all the chocolate bars. Holy cow. Uh, And then you put nuts in them. Wow. Just think about what that is like, the discovery of that the joy of that right and even the joy of having a child and that infant and that infant is cuddling in your arms every time we we look at a movie and and they put post something so sweet and so cute on facebook we we experience joy right so that is the reason why we created a limited world is so that we can experience these things one at a time, simply put, and we evolve from that. We evolve from those joyous experiences. We also evolve from the painful experiences too when we start losing things. Yeah, that doesn't feel so good when we lose something. So sometimes we have the capacity then to work harder towards not losing things, you know, not losing job, not losing money. Um, Can't always control not losing a a loved one because they're in control of that. So coming here on earth and self-discovery is important. So that is the reason why we forget our purpose and we forget our dreams. Yet we have a blueprint, and and there's always significant signs to let us know what it is we're meant to do. And as soon as we come back, we're, we're coming close to um, the break. When we come back on the other side of the commercial break, I definitely want to go into those details of uh, what will let you know to, to how to discover what it is that you are meant to do. But this, I can promise you, is you came here and were meant to do something. Um, it it It's when you pursue something, when you pursue an idea, uh, when you pursue going after a job, when you pursue a goal. You know, oh, I would like to do a marathon one time in my life. Now, now I'm just using that as an example. I personally have absolutely no interest in doing a marathon. I'll enjoy everybody else who's putting the time in and running their butts off but um, or jogging their butts off, but I have no interest in doing a marathon myself. So, But the example is you have that, that interest and then you work towards it. And as you work towards it, that brings you a joy. Matter of fact, it more is the working towards it and the actual participation of it and not the completion of it that brings you the greatest joy, right? That's the interesting part. So we're right about commercial break now. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna. We're talking about discovering your soul's purpose. Make sure to come back because I'm going to give you those steps in really learning how to figure out what it is you chose to do this lifetime that you may have forgotten, have totally forgotten, or possibly have tapped into but are not sure. We'll validate or you right on the other side of the commercial break? So come on back on Unity Online Radio. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. We'll talk to you real soon. So hang in there, people. Thank you. Hi, I'm Reverend Linda Martella-Witzett with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Hey there, welcome back. Yes, um, you're here with me. I'm Vincent Jenna. I believe I am. Um, Nobody has told me otherwise yet, not even my wife. And we are talking about, we're having a deep discussion about discovering your soul's purpose and how to do that. And um, just before we went into commercial break, we were talking about the steps that I was going to give. uh, But the idea that every single person has decided, did make a plan, a blueprint you forgot that blueprint, and you forgot that plan. So that plan, so that you can discover it. So that you can start taking some steps. And as you take these steps, you begin to open up your awareness and your self discovery as to who you are. And 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 why would it be any other way if you really think about it? Um, here's here's some of the reasons we've discussed before, as to. Um, why you will forget your purpose especially let's say you're doing work and let's say you do want to pursue something but one of the major ways to completely forget your your purpose and never discover it is because you don't believe or have the confidence that you can attain it it is actually easier and less emotionally painful To go through life believing that you have no idea what your soul's purpose is, rather than believing that you have no ability or capacity to achieve your soul's purpose. That actually causes more pain. To believe you're inadequate causes more pain than to believe you forgot. It really does. I mean, psychologically, it there, there are different levels of beliefs that cause different levels of pain and stress. And um, always our pains and stress of inadequacy are more, far more painful than believing we forgot something. Oh, I just didn't know. Man, you know, I would have liked to have gone after my dream, but I never could figure out what it is. So I did some a bunch of other things, and I did them well, but I just never could figure out why I was there. Even if I am, maybe I didn't have a purpose. You know, we come up with all of these excuses. That's what the brain creates, is defenses defenses against painful emotions. Just like it creates defenses to help your physical body, your mind creates defenses against emotional pains. Go to my website at vincentgenna.com, G-E-N-N-A. Go to the store, and for $10, you can download... Uh, Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, and you can even get God It's Not Working. And between the two of those digital audio lectures, it will explain to you some of the stuff that I'm talking about now. Why would you forget? Why would your mind suppress your dreams and create these defense mechanisms, right? So do that. So what we need to do is we need to start paying attention to our feelings, okay, in order to discover our soul's purpose and the and the first and foremost thing you must do, and this is going to be the hardest step, so I'm going to give it to you first rather than last, because it requires the most attention. You have to therefore believe you are capable of attaining your dream, whatever your dream is. You have to believe that. You're divine, and you truly are unlimited. You have an unlimited power. You have an unlimited. You're connected to an unlimited power. So even in this limited world, you can still use it. And of course, you want to grow spiritually in order to use it so that you use it correctly, because non-spiritual, unspiritual, you're using it against yourself anyway. At least part of it, not all of it. Uh, We're only capable of tapping into a certain amount of our power while in this physical form. We have far greater power when we are not in this physical restricted body. Um, Even though Jesus showed us that we could be in touch with and use all of it, I mean, he didn't say that we actually had to walk on water. He was just trying to show us what we're capable of. But he did say we could heal ourselves. He was just trying to show us. He didn't say move the mountain. I'm disappointed in you for not being able to move the mountain. But he did say, oh, ye of little faith, you know, here you started walking on the water with me. I'm right here. You're walking on the water. And boom, there you go. Because it just scared the heck out of you, you lost it, Peter, and you just went under, right? Um. He was just showing that. He wasn't saying that this is what you have to do right now. This is what you're going to grow to do. That's the whole point. You're going to grow to learn how to use your all your, your power. But you have to believe you have it and you have the capacity to attain your dream. So that's step number one. So make sure you write that down. And that's going to be step number five, too. if I get up to five specific steps, That'll be the fifth step as well. Again, believe that you have the capacity, that you are all you need to achieve your dream. Here's another understanding. Even though it's not necessarily a step, it's an understanding you need to have to believe that. You would never be inspired with a true dream unless you had the capacity to fulfill it. Now, that's a little loaded, right? That's one of those maybe paradoxical kind of ideas because how many people do we see going after dreams that they don't have the capacity to fulfill and yet they're going after them? I mean, we've seen that. One of the things that brought light to that is all of those um, contestant and, and talent shows, those reality shows that were created, American Idol is one of the first ones, right? And then The Voice, and then America's Got Talent. How many people have we seen? And And yes, just so that you know, that show is produced, all of them are produced. So believe it or not, they will hire people to be a terrible talent purposely, to wear some ridiculous costume to come on there and make a fool of him or herself purposely. They will do that. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but yes, they will do that for the entertainment factor. Not all of them, though. There are those few that absolutely believe they're a great talent, especially on American Idol. There are those that believe that they have the greatest voices in the world and nobody around them was going to tell them otherwise because they didn't think that it was important enough. So, you know, and then we hear them and they're like, oh, my gosh, please don't sing at all. Oh my, uh, You're ruining music. Right. Right. <laughs> we've We've heard them. I feel so bad for them. I do because they're, they're, uh, they want to believe that. But here's the difference. A true dream will always have sustenance to support it. A true dream will always have sustenance to support it. Therefore, if you believe that something is your dream and you do not have any sustenance to support it, then it wasn't truly a dream. You made it up only to feel good about yourself. And the unfortunate thing, yeah. And so here's, here. This is funny. Um, you will never hear anybody say, "Oh my God, all my life I dreamt to be an accountant," and not have the capacity to be able to do that. You know, um, those aren't the type of things that people dream of. Now they do dream of. Oh, I love numbers. My my wife absolutely, Eileen loves the the credits and balances the the. Debit and credit balance system. She loves it. She loves when she writes a whole bunch of numbers and then she sees them balance out and turn out right. And, and she deals with numbers, though she's not an engineer and she's not strictly left brain thinker, though yes, she's very strong in that area. She just loves the accomplishment of working with numbers that way. And so she's advanced because of that and she has achieved her dreams in many ways because she had a great capacity for balancing out my gosh when she starts doing our our budgets and and our books and 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 working with the numbers i'm like you know over the top not that i couldn't do it myself but I'm, it's so overwhelming thinking all she's doing that i don't want to do and i'm like wow good for you that you're that gifted at it right so there are people who are definitely gifted at all different areas so she has the capacity to do that. But when it comes to something that's glorified, and usually the entertainment field and even my field of metaphysics, the field of psychics and mediums, that has become very glorified because of the famous, the people who become famous out there. Now everybody wants to do it, and they don't necessarily really, truly have the capacity. But. They're tapping into something glorified because they need something to make them feel good about who they are. So that is the difference. If you come upon a dream that the only reason why you want to do it is because it would make you feel special, then it's not truly a dream. Okay? So if you need to do something in order to feel special then it's not a true dream because you're supposed to be feeling special without having to do anything so let's go into those other steps then well or or signs shall we say you have to find what it is that gives you joy what do you do in your life now and maybe you've only done it at times. Maybe if you, when you're thinking about it, you feel it gives you great joy. So that's one of the most important signs is something in your life that gives you great joy. Does painting give you great joy when you do it? Joy and comfort. Does writing give you joy and comfort? Does leading or guiding people give you joy or comfort, counseling people? Does nurturing them, nurturing them back into health give you joy or comfort? Does standing up for them, for fighting for them, does that give you joy or comfort? Any of those things in your life you've got to pay attention to, what brings you joy or comfort while you're doing it? And can it sustain you? Does that joy stay there every time? So that's another step. Another idea and and a sign. Or or is it just a one-time deal shot, makes you feel good, okay, that's it, I'm done. There are a lot of people who find things that they do that only last, the joy only lasts for the one time that they do it. It was exciting. They gave their all to it, but they don't want to do it again. Then chances are that is not a purpose. So it has to bring you joy. And it has to sustain the joy while you're doing it. Here's another important sign. Does it affect others? We would not choose anything to come into this lifetime to do that does not have some other positive effect on another human being. A positive effect. Does it positively impact or affect others? Positively. That'll be a sign that something you do can positively affect another person, help them in some way, in other words. When you think about this, when you envision yourself doing it, does it bring you comfort? Does it excite you? So in other words, Just dreaming about it, does it bring you excitement? Right? There are some things that only bring us excitement while we're in the middle of doing it versus thinking about doing it. You want to know that it excites you both ways. Does it lead you into wanting to improve yourself in some way in order to do this. Do you want to go to school so that you can do this? Because... I mean, yes, you can have a great joy in doing this, but does that joy give you enough motivation to work hard for it in some way or to work for it? I don't like using work hard for it. You don't have to work hard for anything, but um, you can challenge yourself with some schooling, with some classes, with reading books, with, with learning how to do what it is you want to do. Does it motivate you to grow? Does it motivate you to improve the quality of your life? You know, just doing, fulfilling a purpose, we would choose a purpose that would have a great effect on every aspect of our lives, not just our career and vocation, but it makes us better people. And there's another sign and step. Will doing this improve who you are and your life in some way. So not only will it make you want to grow or make you want to learn about it, but does it make you want to be a better person? You know, it's so funny we say that about relationships we get in. Um uh, you know, um uh oh my gosh, I forgot the movie with Jack Nicholson and and um Ellen Hunt. Um it's not goodwill hunting. It's in it with the, you know, with the famous romantic line, you make me want to be a better man. You know, that was a a new line that people wow, wow, that's so intense. You make me want to be a better person. Does your idea of your purpose of what you enjoy doing, does it make you want to be a better person? I know in the work that I do, that's all I care about. I want to walk my talk because I know the only way not everybody feels this way, I can tell you that right now, because there are a lot of practitioners out there doing stuff that haven't healed anything in their lives. Those usually are the people I'd walk away from, quite honestly. But because of that, it's so important to me that I get it right, that I do it right, not that I think I'm doing it wrong, but I want to do it even more right. I want to do it as best as I can. And in order to do that, I need to heal the quality of who I am. I need to aspire towards a greater being. It makes me want to do my, my, I learn more, grow more. Okay. Um, affect people more. So those are all signs of of what you can possibly be here for. And can you see yourself doing it forever, or at least for a long period of time? Now, uh, that doesn't mean, and I threw in that second part purposely, because there can be, you can come into this world with more than one purpose, with two or three purposes, And you would know that by the the level and the degree you can answer this about different aspects of your life. There may be three different things you're answering these questions about. And that is okay because we have the capacity to do more than one thing, sometimes more than one thing at a time. You know, there have been many people who have gone into becoming um, medical practitioners in some way and then they they retired from that very early on um, and they became physical therapists or or writers and authors and then they retired from that and now they're spiritual teachers they travel the world and they do talks you know so there's or you know or or something else they became musicians and went from one career to a, another career and it, and it seems like completely opposite but it's not Everything is connected together. We're the ones that just need to see it it, in, it separately in order to define it for ourselves. But, um, you know, there, they're, you can do any of these things. So just understand you can have more than one purpose. So you'll be answering these questions. And if more than one thing pops up, now also look for how you can combine these things. Maybe... Um, your interest in inspiring people and transforming their lives through some kind of therapy and counseling and your ability as a musician and enjoyment as a musician is to combine that and maybe you create meditation cds or you even use music as a form of therapy in order to help people so there's so many different ways or your artistry in in order to help people. I have um, wonderful colleagues and people that are amazing artists, and they paint souls, and they paint angels, and, and in their working with people, they'll actually do a session with people and then paint who they are so that they can help them see their gifts, their greater side. So there's so many different ways of even being able to combine your purpose, but you want to be able to answer those questions for yourself. Does it give you great joy just thinking about doing it can you do it and sustain it every single day of your life does it make you want to grow and learn more about it does it impact others and change their life in a positive way does it make you want to be a better person? Um it it those are the ways to discover, but none of those things are you going to be able to answer until you answer this. Do you believe you deserve to achieve your dream? And do you believe you're capable of your dream? Remember what I said. this is out of all of this in discovering your soul's purpose. these are the two most important understandings, number one, you would never come in with an idea and a purpose that you could not fulfill. You would never tease yourself or or um, cause pain to yourself by not be by having a dream, a great dream, and not being able to fulfill it even even here's the interesting thing. there are so many movies out there that are fabulous. Like the movie Rudy, right? Rudy, go watch, go rent the movie Rudy. It seems like Rudy had the greatest passion to play football for Notre Dame, but that was not his true passion. He was short, right? And he had to work so extremely hard just to be able to get onto that dang field and play two plays at all, right? So, so that would go against, well, why would he have the dream of playing football for Notre Dame if he didn't have the capacity to fulfill it? That's one of the circumstances where his he it became his dream because he never had a close relationship with his father, and his father absolutely admired Notre Dame football. Okay, Notre Dame football. He was a great fan. And he, would, and he would enjoy that, watching the games with his older son, not with Rudy, his younger son. And so Rudy did everything he could to get on the Notre Dame football team to impress his father and brother. It wasn't because it was his passion and so many people will choose that for those reasons which is the reason why they never have the capacity to to reach it because they weren't necessarily meant to do it or something will happen and they'll break their leg or their ankle just before they wind up being drafted i i went to unc and graduated in 99 and worked with some of the and went to class and be befriended i have such very very close friends with some of the football players and I was able to know who was meant to, to make it and who, where it was a true passion and who was using that passion in order to feel good about themselves and weren't necessarily going to make it. And that's exactly how it worked out for, for many of them. Um, so, so your passion and purpose is sustainable if it's a real passion and purpose. Uh, yes can you learn and take classes right you want to be a painter but you don't think that you have great art skills and you take some classes and and if you are capable of of learning and and, and then pick, picking up a paintbrush and doing some things with it then you go for it right you do that um but don't just try to find a passion and a purpose because it sounds good Use a passion and purpose because of those signs that I gave you today and I've given you before. So go back and re-listen to part one of Discovering Your Soul's Purpose and listen to today's um, broadcast again. Really dig down deep and start paying attention. Here's, here's another sign I want to give you that, that um, can also be a very strong Um, clue as to what you're supposed to be doing something that you had a difficult time with when you were young when you were a child chances are is meant to be included in your purpose when you're pursuing your destiny for example uh, what was very difficult for me I was very tormented in my youth until I was 17 years old my entire self-belief and ego were shredded to pieces. I never believed in myself. I never loved myself. So, the work I do now and focus on primarily is to help people believe in themselves and love themselves and to have the confidence that they are adequate and good and divine and magnificent and unlimited. That is the primary work I do because it was the greatest pain I had in my youth. Now, maybe I set it up that way in order to discover that purpose in that way. I put a lot of passion and motivation behind it. So use that and think about that. But we're at the end of the show today and i want to wish you all the best in discovering your soul's purpose join me again next week so when we talk about the real meaning and story behind the nativity and the entire christmas meaning metaphysically metaphorically so have a fabulous week this is vincent jenna from the stop stopping yourself show Coming up is our Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan-Walden, and and so many wonderful hosts after that. So thank you for joining me here on the Unity Online Radio. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.